All right, well, you practice at the gun range for one primary reason, so you don't suck with your gun, right? You want to be a good shot. You want to make sure our Second Amendment uh, is taken seriously. And to do that, yeah, you have the right to bear arms, but it means a lot more than that. You need, you need to practice, practice, practice all the time. But all that ammo adds up, and it does so at a very high cost. Yeah, it's nothing these days to drop you know, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars at the gun range. This is why you need Mantis X. It is a high-tech, easy-to-use system that is used widely by the military. It helps you improve your shooting quickly. You attach it to your firearm and connect it with your app on a smartphone or tablet or Bluetooth. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you've got the uh, whole firing situation. You can practice dry firing. It will give you instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, how to correct your technique. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. It's like having a firearms instructor right at your house. So check it out. Uh, improve your, your performance today with MantisX.com. MantisX.com. It's MantisX.com. One more day. Uh, Glenn returns Monday. And don't forget, his book is available Tuesday. Dark Future. Really good. Really, really good. That's going to be on sale at Target. At least we we, uh, visited the uh, site and they've got it listed. Oh, really? That's interesting, isn't it? Because you know they banned... Mark Levin's, Mark Levin's book. Right book. Mm-hmm. So. At least sometimes they sell them online and not in the stores. Are they going to be doing? Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we got a jam-packed show. We'll get to it in sixty seconds. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. I I got. I have to admit, I'm a little pissed off. Oh no! This morning, yeah, just just started me on the wrong. On the wrong foot. Um, got happened? out of bed on the wrong side, maybe. I Then I hear that we're only sending another $800 million to Ukraine. That's it? Yeah. Stingy bastards. What are they going to do with that? I, I don't know. Uh, it's not even a billion this time. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> it, Pathetic. I mean, what, whole... kind of, what kind of nation can look itself in the mirror and say, yep. 800 million's enough this week. What's that going to cover? Catering? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not even that. For a week? <laughs> I, I, w- 
The good uh, thing I was, you know, I had that same idea, Pat, when I when I heard that number, I was like, that's uh-huh. just too, too low. low. Wait, we, we way, need to, way too. Why low. is it at eight hundred trillion dollars? For Thank example, you. that would be my number, right? If I didn't get to one quadrillion, <laughs> but then I saw at least we're sending cluster munitions, which yeah, um, is you yeah. know controversial, controversial, uh, banned in many areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the type of thing that's a major escalation to mm-hmm. a war. Mm-hmm. And what I want is the White House announcing something like that. I want mm. to make sure everyone knows. I want to make sure Vladimir Putin wakes up in the morning. He's like, oh, what's going on today? Oh. Oh, good. Oh, America the, this, sent cluster munitions. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's great. Good. Now, y- you might say, <laughs> well, wait a minute. He, Of course, he's on the other side of this war. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to be excited about that. And you'd be right about that. Um, mm-hmm. What my concern is, and we just talked about this yesterday, is our idiotic president, who at this point, I don't know if it's just that he's dumb or that he is lost, or that other people around him are advising him terribly. I don't know what the All reason of the is. Above. All of the above, probably, is just recklessly tempting Vladimir Putin mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. plenty of material for him to justify uh, a what could turn into a world war. Right, like that is what is going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. and the the cluster- and Zelensky is definitely trying to drag us into one. And if you oppose that, why do you love Putin so much? Why? I, I don't. I mean, I don't. If you love him so much, why don't you marry him? You know, it's true. <laughs> and like, I'm so sick of. Uh, I, I hate the. I was listening to an interview with Zelensky this morning, and I'm sick of the attitude of of how this is expected mm-hmm. from us. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I want. I, I mean, this is very selfish, probably, but it's like I want you to say thank you more than any other f- phrase. Oh, like, absolutely. that's what I want out of all of this. Yeah. If you're going to talk to us about, don't tell us how many things more that you need. I want you to say, I can't believe what this country's done for us. Like, he, he does this every time. Yeah. It's oh. like, well, we still don't have the F twenty two fighter jets, right? You know, a lot okay. of these these uh, right. these mine resistant vehicles have, have not performed all that well. Oh, we're sorry. Uh, okay, well, you know what? You can go out there with your uh, your Toyota Corolla then and see how that goes. Yeah, it's oh, amazing. It is really frustrating. I'm not. Um, it also includes, by the way, you mentioned the the cluster munitions. It's a huge deal. It's also uh, dozens of Bradley and Stryker fighting vehicles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, Bradley makes tanks. I I don't know if it includes. If the fighting vehicles include tanks, but that's one thing we said we wouldn't do is send them tanks and fighter jets. And we're at least sending tanks. I The fighter jets, that's a little bit up in the air because there are those who claim we have sent them already. And they're, at the very least, we've kind of agreed that they're coming. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. all this stuff, are, the, every one of these is another escalation and another data point for uh, Putin to justify something terrible. Now, look, Putin doesn't need all of our data points to justify something terrible. He tends to do these things on his own anyway. Mm. But the more understandable it is for it the Russian people, the harder... Justifies it yeah. in his mind, though. And I think, like you're bringing up, the, the Russian people's mind. That America's the enemy, and they're the ones who are keeping this thing going. Right. I, I Look, uh, I just man. don't find any confidence that this president can walk this line successfully. And that's what's really, mm-hmm. really terrifying about it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't like spending a lot of money. I, I don't like what's happening over there uh, on on either side. But well, it's, I, And it's money we don't have, by the way. It's money we don't have. 
We don't have any of this. How how does this happen over and over and over again? And we're we're printing it. We're hurting our military by sending all of our stuff over there. Yeah. And they're, one of the reasons they're talking about these cluster munitions going over, which, again, is a really big deal. It's not. It it, is. It's a, it's a huge story. The Biden administration itself was saying it wasn't going to do this again. They said the same thing with the tanks. They said the same thing with the fighters. Mm-hmm. They've said this over and over and over again. We're not doing that. We're not going to do that. That's crazy. And then they do it. Mm-hmm. And these cluster munitions, which are really controversial and an absolute escalation here, are now going over there. And one of the reasons they say this is happening they're going, we're going to include controversial cluster munitions to Ukraine because uh, they're going through their counteroffensive and officials believe providing the munitions will give Kiev an edge as its supplies of conventional weapons dwindle. So they're running out of conventional weapons. We're like, oh, I'll just send them these new upgraded, you know, deadly cluster munitions. And well, I'm sure Vladimir Putin will be fine with that. Again, he's crazy. I understand you can't micromanage his feelings. I get that. Mm. But you the more bites at the apple that this guy has that we are just saying oh just control yourself just don't do it just Mm -hmm. don't fire the nuclear weapon just don't escalate in some major way just don't fire at poland just don't do it i i know we're Mm -hmm. escalating things but control yourself vladdy every time that is the calculation being made and it is being made every single day Every time that happens, it's another bite at the apple. It's another lottery ticket in a lottery that is very a lot easier to win than the one at your local convenience store. And one of these times, mm-hmm. it's it is really scary that at one of these points he's just going to say screw it. And then we are in the middle of a world war with a Russian nuclear power that I don't know if you caught the news from this week. We're getting rid of our last bit of chemical uh, weapons, supposedly, um, after a a very long disposal uh, chain. No one believes Russia did that. No one believes that uh, Russia would would. uh, I mean, it's inside their military documents that when they get into these types of positions and things aren't going well, they Mm -hmm. go to the nuclear option. And not the nuclear option, like, well, they're going to have a filibuster in the Senate. No, like the real nuclear option. <laughs> That's what that means in war. Right. <laughs> I, I right. just don't have any confidence. And they over and over and over again, the Bidens have shown that they can't handle this. So why would we believe that they could do it this time? That's It's, it's still the mm-hmm. biggest story out there in, in so many ways. I think it is. Yeah. Um, they describe a little bit the cluster munitions. If you're not familiar with them, they're designed to take out multiple military targets by scattering large numbers of explosive bomblets over a wide area. This is like uh, in the first Iron Man movie when... uh, (laughs) That's right. When uh, What's-His-Face is showing them... What's his name in the movie? It's a great scene. Uh, Tony Uh, Stark. Yeah, yes. When Tony Stark is showing the military his new playthings, one of the things that they fire off is a cluster bomb. Where it goes in a whole bunch of different directions and blows everything up. Well, that's what we're giving them. These are not precision munitions. No. You're not. These no. are not designed to take out one person at uh, you know in some precision manner. This is widespread destruction. And look, we should have these weapons. We should mm-hmm. have them in our military. We should have them available for us to use when we need them. But yeah, this is a totally but. different thing. And <laughs> yes, uh, it is. and you know it shows again like. If you're using this type of weapon, you're sending a message that you're not trying to hit precision targets. 
right? Like that is, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a message sender. you you want to take out wide swaths of people. That's what you want to do with it. Yes. You know, this is, uh, and, and look, I want to state this again. I do not, I do not say to the Ukrainians, they can't be doing this stuff for themselves. They should be able to fight for themselves, for their land. Mm-hmm. They should be able to. And like that, that's great. The question is, are we supposed to do this for them? Are we supposed to supply all the stuff for them? Are we supposed to be the other side of this war? Because if we say they need it or they lose, we're just saying we're at war too. We're just saying we are such a vital part of this Mm -hmm. that we, uh, if we do not step in, the Russians will win. Mm-hmm. Well, when the Russians are trying to win a war, how are they going to see that? They're going to see us as the opposition. And eventually that can spin out of control very, very easily. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I just don't. There is, if you know, Ronald Reagan in his prime, maybe you have confidence in something like this. Maybe you could, you know, commit yourself to believe that he would walk the line perfectly and, and every, everything would be measured perfectly. We've got a guy who can't get through three sentences who's managing this war. We've got Kamala Harris who can't who can't explain the most basic of concepts. <laughs> we have Anthony Blinken who doesn't even have the H in his name. It's not even Anthony. It's Anthony. <laughs> what happened to the H? You're trusting a guy with no H in Anthony? Mm-hmm. An Anthony to micromanage this problem? The this H is- went to hell. <laughs> That's where it went. That's where it went? Yeah. Okay. Along with the rest of the administration. And, and us now. They're dragging us <laughs> there into hell with them. <laughs> So we got lots more coming up in 60 seconds. Yeah. And, you know, they're supposedly the Ukrainians uh, are losing ground right now. That's what uh, a lot of the reports are stating that, you know, Russia's making some headway right now. And yeah. And if they're already out of everything we've already sent them, (laughs) just this is why this is why we're probably sending the cluster munitions right yes. this isn't working now i mm-hmm. now zelensky's uh, uh, take on that was uh, look it's uh, going a little slower than we expected uh we, we would love oh, we i think his quote was we'd all love it to go faster which uh, and again that's not a the message of a confident we're ruling no, over the not. enemy you know type of situation and i don't expect it to like the Talking about this, if you really dig down in the details, and I don't think most people want to at this point because mm-hmm. it's not fun to think about. It's really a terrible, you know, terrible situation. But there are so many mines now set up by the Russians for for these advances as the Ukrainians attempt to make them that you can't get anywhere. Yeah. They get five feet and things are blowing up all over the place, even when they're not fighting because of the mines that are set. So this is, we're into a point where it looks like we're going to be in a stalemate for a while. Maybe there will be a little progress here and there, uh, but this could go, this could go on for a really long time. And our government Mm -hmm. is saying, as long as they need the money to keep flowing to them, we'll just keep providing it. Yeah. And if they're alluding to the things not going well now, what's it going to be like six months from now? I mean, they're going to be pushing harder and harder and harder for the fighter jets. Uh, There's another story. That just broke because of, I, I guess it's been declassified, this information. But just to show you the kinds of things that uh, they're considering sending to Ukraine, it's, just, it's unbelievable. And Putin is not going to appreciate it if we start sending them F-22s, even F-16s. But here's an example of what the F-22 can do. Uh, about 10 years ago, uh, an F-22 successfully intercepted and intimidated an Iranian F-4 aircraft 
after that aircraft threatened a U.S. drone. So what the pilot did was, and here's the kind of technology involved. They're so stealthy, these F-22 stealth fighters, that they didn't even know it was there. And he flew underneath the Iranian plane and checked out what kind of munitions they had. Oh, my gosh. Then he swung over to, the, to just the left of, uh, of the Iranian jet and told him, uh, you should probably go home now. You ought to go home now. Just showing the, the superior capability of the stuff that we have that's available and will probably be sent. Oh, yeah. And when it is, that's going to blow things up. Uh, it's going to blow up the situation. He's Zelensky will, at that point, have successfully dragged the rest of the world into this war. And can we do something that I thought the government was good at? I mean, the government sucks at pretty much everything. But can we do one thing? Can you at least lie a little bit? Can you not tell us every stupid thing you're sending over there? Yeah. Can we not? I know this sounds like I'm not. I'm demanding less transparency. Kind of. You know. I understand. Like we have national security is involved. But when there's national security involved, if this is going to happen, and again, I think it's Mm -hmm. highly questionable. But if it's going to happen. Vladimir Putin shouldn't be reading about it on Twitter. (laughs) Right. Right. Like, why does he know about all of this stuff every single time? Like, Mm -hmm. it should be one of those situations like, hey, isn't that an F-22? I don't know where they got it. (laughs) Maybe they went to the (laughs) Kia dealership and they had one. I don't know. It wasn't us. You know who has a lot of F-22s because they have just superior quality military hardware. And and that's Zimbabwe, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's they probably do. where it came from. Probably the Zimbabweans mm-hmm. are pissed off at the Russians anyway, so they sent them a bunch of fighters. Ask Zimbabwe. That's yeah. that should be our response. It's just hashtag <laughs> ask Zimbabwe every single time this comes up. It's it's incredible. <laughs> like what happened to war? What happened mm. to hey? We're not going to tell our enemy every single thing we're doing. We're turning into the red coats again. You like here that? we come in formation, bright red coats. Come shoot at us. Like we're we're begging them, yeah, to start a world war. Had we started this back in World War II, we'd all be speaking German right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's not smart. Yeah, and I, I I know it goes against everything we talk about, and that's them being truthful and transparent in an administration. But there's times when giving too much information is not appropriate. Yeah, like it, it should be in... The, it's dangerous. The, these things should be in reports. We should know about them, certainly mm-hmm. eventually. But saying in real time, we're about to start <laughs> yes. sending cluster yes. munitions to the Ukrainians. It's bonkers. And tanks. And Bradley tanks. And we're thinking about sending them our fifth generation fighter jets too. Yeah. Don't worry about it though. Yeah. Uh, we haven't yet. What about the plausible deniability of it all? You know, like they... they this is the type of stuff that you used to ha- you need in war, right? Like there'd mm-hmm. be a vehicle there and they'd be like, we could see it's yours. And we're like, I, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And like, mm-hmm. we can still say, you're right. We, we need to be able to track the money that goes over there, which of course we're not doing appropriately. We should know when they're all. spending money and, and sending it over there. But we don't need to know every single type of weapon. Even if we give a broad number of we're sending, a, you know, $800 million in munitions over there, mm-hmm. that is probably enough That's information. Enough. We don't need to give yeah. every strategical uh, advantage that we might be giving the Ukrainians. And this is, of right. course, I, I'm saying this at arguing from the administration's perspective, which I know never not everybody in the uh, audience agrees with that, you know, we should be funding Ukraine in the first place. But taking that whole conversation out 
of it mm. for a second. If we're going to send $800 million, we shouldn't be telling them everything we're sending, everywhere it's going, everywhere it's going to be used, how it's going to be used, and then providing targeting information and admitting, <laughs> admitting we are giving them live targeting information of Russian troops. Our people That's are saying, hey, nuts. this area, we found these troops here. This is where you target them. We're not like giving them stuff and letting them fight. Mm-hmm. We're running the war in a large sense. And look, we would be pissed about this if another country was doing it to us. Oh. Whether we were right or wrong, even if we were yeah. wrong to go invade Mexico or something, if Russia was sending all this stuff to Mexico, we'd be pissed. We would. We would be pissed. Yeah. Yes. And I am not rooting I am not rooting for Russia to win. I don't I think what they did was horrible when this started and they're mm-hmm. they have committed atrocity after atrocity after atrocity. They're not the good guys here. But like what are we doing? <laughs> I care about us most. That's what wow. I care about. What a xenophobe. I know it's crazy. Wow. The Glenn Back program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. He's back on Monday. Uh, 888-727-BECK. We were just talking about uh, our latest contribution to to Ukraine in the form of $800 million in more military equipment. Uh, Now, Stu expressed some reservations, (laughs) especially due to the fact that we've got a commander-in-chief like we do. Um, brain dead Biden, but uh, I'm here to reassure you. The guy's on top of things. Um, maybe you didn't see him yesterday, and how sharp he was. Oh, okay. So this what is the you, problem. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you know mm-hmm. you lose you lose focus. You, you get these impressions that people maybe mm-hmm. aren't operating at the highest capacity, and you miss the most recent information. Right. You know how is how is he doing today? Exactly. Right? Uh, and here's some of what he had to say yesterday. Mom and Dad are here. By the way, if you have seats, sit down. I'm sorry. I once said, everybody take a seat and there were no seats. I said, Biden's so stupid, didn't know there were no seats. <laughs> That's pretty good. Is that, that good? Pretty good. At least you, he didn't tell, you know, at least he didn't talk to Chuck. Yeah, right. Right. Which he has done in the past. Uh, Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Mm-hmm. Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. No. Oh, what? God love you. What am I talking about? <laughs> he couldn't. You- you never know what you're talking about. So he even back then, yeah, he couldn't stand. That was the uh, this yeah. particular gentleman was in a wheelchair. In a, he uh-huh. was in a wheelchair, could not stand up. So stand up, Chuck was not particularly good advice to this, <laughs> no, this individual. Mm-hmm. So he's done that before too. Um, and then he had a little trouble with the podium yesterday. But I mean, oh. that could happen to anybody, right? Am I right. Thank you, Nikki. Then, if you wonder what I'm kicking here, I'm kicking this stand in. What? But it's not working. How about that? All right. Maybe I stand on give my I'll be six four. Uh, These are all intentional ones too. Yeah. It's important to know yeah. he's just <laughs> yes. blundering his way through this. But this is not like him messing up. This is him trying to relate to people and like be funny. And see, that's the thing. He thinks he's so brilliantly funny mm-hmm. and charming, witty, and he's none of those things. And so every time he goes down these roads. Uh, it ends up hitting a brick wall, and he just crashes. It's really bad, really bad. Uh, but then he went back to an old standard that he, I mean, he talks about this all the time. If I said to you six years ago, we're worried about a supply chain, you look at me like, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I would have looked at you the same way. Okay, 
The supply uh-huh. chain thing. Have you noticed that he does this a lot? That he talks about how nobody, we're too stupid to understand what a supply chain is. Because apparently he didn't know up until six years ago what a supply chain was. Really? You don't? I've never heard him say that before. That's, that's Oh, yeah. He's this done is a, multiple times, especially I, lately. Really? Where he complains that, oh, no, I know this is a complicated idea, but there's something called a supply chain. Yeah. Yeah, we all knew we're that aware in like of that. fourth grade. I think mm-hmm. we were taught about the supply chain. To be fair, he has governed as if he was unaware of it. He ha- yes, he has. Like he has. So it's yes. possible he's telling the truth here. <laughs> we should be fair to Joe Biden when we can. Uh, it's it's hard, though. It's kind of hard because not only is there the commander in chief who's so, so sharp and so good and so relatable, but he's got a vice president who is on fire as well. Uh, Kamala Harris is, I mean, the way she explains things, really powerful, really, really powerful. Like, I, I know mm-hmm. you've never heard of this, but she explains this frog in the water thing. Oh, that was brilliant. Uh, here's what she mm-hmm. said, just so you know. And I would also ask this of all the friends mm-hmm. in the sisterhood here. Mm-hmm. You know that, that thing about the frogs in the pots? Uh-oh. What? Okay, so here it goes. Okay. Okay. Because nobody's heard this before. And no. there's two uh-huh. frogs. Okay. There's two frogs. In one pot of water, you put the frog in and you slowly turn up the heat. Okay. And that frog's kind of like, oh, it's getting kind of warm in here. Uh-huh. And then the heat keeps going up to boiling and that frog perishes. Oh, no. In the other no. pot, you turn up the heat up on high, get that water boiling, you put the frog in it, he's going to jump out. Mm-hmm. Let's not be that first frog. Let's not. <laughs> let's not be that first frog. Yeah, let's not be that first frog. Uh, uh, you want to be? Uh, yeah. Okay. As if uh, we've never heard it before. As if she's never told it before. There, there's another one where they. It's on repeat. I mean, she tells that frog story all the time, and every time she does, she approaches it like nobody has ever heard it before. Right. It's a very tra- <laughs> like a very common story. Everybody very knows common. that story, and it's also not yes. true, right? Isn't it, isn't that they've looked at it? The, the, the I frogs think they just jump out. They, they just jump out. <laughs> they're not that dumb. They're, as soon they're as it gets too the, hot for them, then they jump out. Right. They're, the huh. um, the Weird. the frogs are smarter than the vice president. That's the lesson <laughs> of the actual story. Uh, she's uh, having these veep thoughts all the time. She had another mm-hmm. one yesterday where she's trying. I don't know if we had the culture. Yeah, the culture explaining that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Here it is. Cut seven. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? Uh, and, uh, and dumb okay. and nodding. And uh-huh. present and, culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. Uh, okay. And, uh, and, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy. Cause every, reflection it, of know, joy. Cause it comes in the morning. <laughs> That's really funny. (laughs) We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Having language. She thinks about it in terms of having a language. And we do. We do have a language. (laughs) 
That is. <laughs> it's hard to express. Now, first of all, I should point out, I didn't realize that was at the Essence Festival. I did hear that uh, from my luxury box. Uh, <laughs> when I, <laughs> Just sadly, you missed quite a few things because it faces the other direction. It does face the other you direction. You told us yesterday. Uh, so so um, that, first of all. But secondly, <laughs> like, that's also, like, it's so hard to focus on this because it's such a dumb group of words put together that you uh-huh. get lost in the fact that, uh, that it's a veep thought right like we do these bits called veep thoughts on studios america yes it's available uh, by the way at veepthoughts.com. it's funny the frog in the water thing was we did that last week with her uh, with a totally different clip it totally wasn't even different. this clip it, yeah it, it was a it no, was she her the same the story horribly just last week yes um so veepthoughts.com if you want to check those out but like, I do. I do want to check. You should. Out. You should. I'm going I, I would to. encourage you to. I'm going to. And Maybe subscribe. not right this second, but I will. Yeah. Subscribe to the YouTube channel while you're there. First chance I get, I'm going. We'd appreciate that. Okay. But like, it's also a really terrible answer as to what culture is. Culture is not what, how we react to the moment. Well, in, is, terms of, in terms of the moment, yeah, it's how you react. No, it's not. In terms of like language. It's like. But what about the language? But it's like exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> Right? Like, culture is not something that is your immediate reaction to what's happening at a moment. That's not what culture is. <laughs> that's like, very true. Right? Like, yeah. culture is something yes. that's developed over a long period of time that is like a fundamental, uh, like, ingredient to the recipe of your nation, right? It's mm-hmm. not, hey, mm-hmm. the, the Titanic sub went down. How are we reacting to it? That's not culture. That's not what that is. Like, <laughs> she doesn't even point. know what these words mean. Right. Right. And, and I think at times we lose sight of this because we just wait in it on a day-to-day basis. Think about the collection of dolts you are faced with in the news every day. Mm-hmm. These are the dumbest people mm-hmm. that any of us deal with on a regular basis. And they're all on television. They're all on television running the country. Yeah, and I mean, it, Corinne yeah. Jean. I've never met a person in my life that's dumber than Corinne Jean Pierre. There's I've never in my life. I, 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 how many people have you interacted with in situations that they, they've achieved nothing in their lives? They've had they, they, maybe they've had a horrible drug addiction. Maybe they they dropped out of school in the second grade. You mm-hmm. go, you meet them in a in, in some environment in, in the workplace, in the economy. They're all smarter than Corinne Jean-Pierre. They're all smarter than Kamala Harris. Everyone mm-hmm. I've ever met in my entire life is smarter than the people I see on television every day. How is that possible? How do we pick all yeah. of the worst ones in a row? I don't know. How does this happen? I don't know. But seriously, Kamala is trying to fool us as if she is really smart and she she knows all of these things and she explains and expresses them yeah. in a way in which the, the dummies like us can understand it. Yes. You know, cause we've, we've got all the intelligence of a bathroom bull brush and she knows that. So she's got to put it in terms of language <laughs> and what's happening in the moment. Our reaction terms of language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's frustrating, isn't it? These are the I, people that got the most votes in human history. Oh, 81 God. million. And man, they beat us over the head with that still. And then you look at them in action and it's like, oh my gosh. How I mean, China must be Xi Jinping must be celebrating these people every single day. The opportunities we've provided to the rest of the world and the terrible people who run some of those countries—it's mm-hmm. remarkable. We, we, it is. We were we achieved so much and put ourselves in such a good position 
mm-hmm. over the past, you know, 50 to 100 years. I mean, 200 years, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're coming up on, uh, you know, uh, you know, 250 years yeah. of this. And we put ourselves in such a good position and we, we, we continue to squander it. It really is incredible to see it happen. And you have to be trying yeah. to squander it to the extent. You know, I ask the question on my show a lot. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, by the way, which you can oh, hear I love that show. 7 to 9 Eastern every morning, um, 6 to 8 Central Time. Mm. Or anytime you want on podcast, anywhere you get them. Subscribe. Uh, but as I've said multiple times, and now I've forgot what I, what I, what I said. Um, <laughs> I went off on uh, such a side road there that... Uh, that it's clouded my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they're not brilliant. They're not good leaders. And uh, it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Does China have these? Do they have these issues where they're finding cocaine in the Chinese <laughs> right. leader's palace? Yeah. They're finding viruses <laughs> that get released to, to the population. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that the uh, the, the other nations around the earth have good leadership either they're they're terrible too but like only only when we have people like we have in charge here could you know could we have situations where other nations and dictators can make gains against us we Mm -hmm. really shouldn't this should be an easy time in some ways it really should we really should we we, we've we got through the cold war Mm -hmm. you know we've gone through a lot of these big challenges this shouldn't be so hard and and look, the only reason why you have people like this running so much of our government is because the opposition parties sucked a lot too, <laughs> and yeah. they haven't been able to convince take the take those gains and convince people they should be locked in for a long period of time. That, that's been a problem as well. Uh, yeah, um, it, this is the question I ask on my show all the time. If you were trying to destroy the country, what would you do differently? Yeah, than the Biden administration if it was is intentional. Doing? they're doing it on purpose they're bringing us down to the level of the of the third world nations because they can't bring them up to ours Mm -hmm. so we have to be knocked down and that's what they've been doing for all these years and that's you know that's the process that i don't know if it started with barack obama but he really kicked it into high gear and now biden's trying to finish that job it is the fundamental transformation of the united states of america we're there 888-727-BECK. More uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn. He's back on Monday. Uh, did you see that the Eagles have announced, not the Philadelphia Eagles, sadly, because uh, it would be great if they went on a farewell tour, wouldn't it? It'd be just, we're over, we're done. I hope not. We've had enough, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's the Eagles' uh, farewell tour for the last time again. I mean, I don't know how many last tours they've done, but it's more than one, for yeah, sure. It does seem that way. They say that this tour is probably going to last all the way through 2025 so it's a long tour and and they claim that they're just gonna book as many dates as the uh fans uh you know warrant really if so if you sell out one they're gonna do another one they sell that out they'll do another one so it's it could be a really lengthy uh tour but this is your last chance to see them i'm right i'm going to the eagles somewhere 
it won't be your last chance to see them unless they die. But yes, well, they will eventually true. keep giving you more dates. <laughs> Why would you not collect nonstop money? Why would you not? Why would you not? You yeah. know, it's funny. I, like, I don't know what's going to happen to music going forward. Like, they were, you know, they've been looking at, like, these the Spotify numbers and, and, you know, these streaming numbers. And what they're finding is people are, the percentage of music played that is old mm-hmm. is higher and higher and higher and higher all the time. And what uh, qualifies as old? Like uh, 2015 or are we going back to the 70s? A like lot I of do? it's like 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, like people are just going back to stuff they're familiar with. And the mm-hmm. new stuff doesn't catch on because there's no longer that that thing that brings us all together where we all listen to the same song. I mean, again, there's right. like three and then there's three or four artists that completely obliterate everyone else. You know, uh, mm. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, uh, what's her, Adele. There's like... Yeah. A few of them that just yeah. completely rule the landscape to the point of of shocking ability. And these smaller there's no mid level left in music. There's yeah. a lot of there's tons and tons of small people and you can get super niche and you can find an audience there, but like that mid level uh, person it doesn't exist as much anymore. And mm-hmm. where are the where are the people touring later on? Like you're gonna have those big artists doing it, but like it it's hard to know whether that's yeah. going to hold together. The rest, where's the rest of them? I mean, they'll figure it out. People like music, so it's, something will happen. But it is an interesting thing to watch develop. Yeah, it is because it's completely different. With you know, people don't buy albums anymore. You just put together all the songs you like on Spotify, and you're done. Yeah, you don't have to buy a thing. On Monday, uh, we have more butt stupidity to share with you coming up here. Um, <laughs> this is wow! Is there some amazing stuff going on on the CBS Morning Show? And uh, and then what was the second one? Oh yeah! Oh jeez! And then Joy Reid from MSNBC. Uh, we'll share that with you, and much much more coming up in sixty seconds. for Glenn of the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, wow. The CBS Morning Show featured a, a representative from a, comp- a company called August that sells uh, feminine hygiene products. And uh, we've gone so far downhill. We're, we're just being flushed down the drain here. Uh, this is impossible to believe until you see it. I mean, if somebody just told me, well, you know what the representative of that company of uh, that sells feminine hygiene products said that, you know, they want their they want their brand to be more inclusive to all genders. Oh, uh, wait. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? 
Uh, I mean, I know you want to sell more crap, but right. I don't think men want. But yeah, let's uh, take a look at this and uh, see if you agree with her. August to me is the result of spending years in the space identifying pain points, whether they be around sustainability. Like uh-huh. I grew up hating pads. Most pads have enough plastic for like three to five plastic bags, right? Whoa. So very scratchy, oh, very comfortable, but also wanting a period positive, gender inclusive brand. Positive. So mm. we are August, wanting a gender inclusive name. On the back, it says we're here for everyone who menstruates. Uh-huh. And I think especially uh, in this age women. of transphobia, it really means a lot to us to be mm-hmm. proudly a gender inclusive brand. Transphobia. But oh. everything about the product, oh. we try to be super yeah. thoughtful about from uh, how we design mm. it to be as comfortable as absorbent as possible but also as sustainable as possible uh, is that as big a bunch of bs as you've ever heard from anybody on national television it's so bizarre i i, I it is yeah you're left with i don't even know how to respond to that now it's you want period positive gender inclusive Feminine hygiene—you can't even call it that anymore because it's from it's masculine as well as feminine. Apparently, men, uh, I guess, now have reason to buy uh, pads. It's hard. I think at times you have Tampons. to just boil this down to the basic math and plumbing, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like what they're saying is a woman who is saying they are a man mm-hmm. all yeah. still has their period because they are right. still a woman. Okay. So, yes. what, but we're going to deny that they're still a woman. We're going to say that they are a man just because of their words. They've decided they're a man, so they're a man, and so they're this man can have periods, right? And so we're including the people who are women but say they're men, and they can also buy our product. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, sure, anyone can buy your product, but not it's that not, many people. Like, there's one side of the aisle. Uh, assuming you know women are on one side of the aisle and men are on the other, there is one side of the aisle that that actually does need the period positive product, or at least a or period the PPPs product, right. as uh, they've come to be known. Yeah, that's that's, that's the category, of course. Yeah. But uh-huh. like one thing that doesn't uh, cause the problems that you're worried about is transphobia. No one is scared. I'm terrified of transgendered people. Therefore, I will not recognize their decided change of their gender based on their thoughts. Like, that is not transphobia. No, it isn't. And I'm not scared of transgendered people. What they're suffering from is fact phobia. Yeah. They're really afraid of the truth. Yeah. Truth phobia, fact phobia, just admit it. If you're a man, you don't need a feminine hygiene product. Right. You don't need it because you're never going to be period positive. Uh, so you can be as gender inclusive as you want. It still doesn't do anything for, for men. And, and like one, part wow. of this, part of this, and I think the reason why this connects with some people, there are some like just ideologues on the left that are just going to say whatever. But I think for, for an average person this, who you know is trying to be inclusive and nice and understanding mm-hmm. is basically what they're internally doing and i and you do this all the time i suppose in other circumstances but this is what's happening a person comes in and they say i know what they're saying is a lie i know they're not really a man mm-hmm. however <laughs> i'm so nice i'm going to ignore the truth to make them feel good that is essentially what goes on with a lot of people in the middle here yeah they say like look i don't care if this person says says they're a man or a woman 
I want them to feel good. I don't want to get in an argument. I don't want to fight about it. I don't want to have a weird conversation about their genitals. So what I'm going to do is just go along with it. And actually, it is in some ways a a real um, sacrifice for a person. They are sacrificing their own ownership of the truth. They know what they're doing is is a lie. They're not mm-hmm. consciously maybe knowing this, but like in reality, what they're doing is like, I know X is true, but because I like you so much, because I'm such a good person, because I'm so nice, I will adopt your lie to show you what a good person I am. That is, I think, what a lot of people in the middle do. And I, in a normal conversation, I even can find some space there right like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to and i'm not looking to get in, in in arguments with everybody i come up with with whatever whatever choices they're making or whatever weird thing they got going on in their lives like hey man uh, you know we've all got our stuff right like i don't want to do that but when it comes to a societal policy mm-hmm. truth standpoint if you don't stand up for what is accurate you lose the basis of a civilization Pat. and that's what's happening right now. what's happening yeah. If you can't agree on basic truths, there is no civilization. That is what brings us together. Mm-hmm. You you come up with those things that you can agree on, that you can we can say, okay, this is all true. How do we deal with the stuff that there's argument on? Well, when you create arguments with the most basic facts, you have no foundation anymore. And of course, this yeah. is exactly what the leftist activists want. And if you're so sensitive that you're offended by truth, and the truth is men don't have periods. That's the truth. It just is a fact. It's a biological fact. If you're that offended by it, then I, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I mean, yes, people are just going to have to be offended sometimes. But why would it offend you? When it is a fact, it is the truth, and... Your situation is different, but you don't want to be called a woman because you've made the transition to being a man. But I'm sorry, that doesn't change the facts. Yeah. I remember us doing a show years ago together uh, called Pat and Stu, by the way. Mm-hmm. Wonderful show. And uh, we were taught, we were, we, it was at the beginning of all this stuff really starting to come out. And the, the T was starting to rise above the LG and the B. Yeah. And we were listening to one of the most famous L's. In the country, Ellen DeGeneres. And she was still mm-hmm. doing her show, and someone they were having this conversation, and we played the clip back, and I and I never forget this, because it really set something for me as you look at this debate. She said, um, she said, again, this is not, I'm not accepting this exactly, but like, it's interesting to hear from their perspective what how they think about this. And she said, um, your sex is your sex. Like, that is like man, woman, male, female, right? Yeah. Your gender is how you feel about it inside. No, it's not. And and like I don't, forget <laughs> it's that not. it's wrong for a second, right? Forget that for one second yeah. because we should come All back right. to that. It is important that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just not important. It is not important to me as a talking in a societal perspective mm-hmm. whether you feel like you're something else or not. That is not something that is important to measure. It might be important for your family members. It might mm-hmm. be important for your friend. It might be important for your spouse. It might be important for your coworkers. They might care about how you feel about crap. But I don't care how you feel about crap. That's mm-hmm. not my job. My, my job at designing policy is not to, well, these people feel this way. Who cares? What are they? 
How? Mm-hmm. What are their actual features as human beings? Not their feelings. They're, you don't base policy on feelings. It's, it might be interesting to your therapist how you feel, but it's not mm-hmm. interesting to me. We base policy on factual measures of what humans are doing. How much is being earned? How you know you can base things on, and the left loves to do this, basing things on race and gender and all of these other things. But feelings are a totally separate thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the facts. It doesn't change and the, the fact. truth. Just like if if I believe that water isn't wet. I believe it's dry. Yeah. I identify with water as being a dry substance. Mm -hmm. And so is society, in order not to offend me, going to accept the fact that water is dry? Right. No. No. No, We would say it's not dry. It's not dry. Now, it might be interesting to your your friends and family that... Gosh, did you know Pat thinks water is, is dry? dry? Like, what do we do with that? Like, we what if know, we splash some water on him? Will he yeah. still believe that? Right? Does he need therapy? <laughs> Does do we should we just like uh-huh. and look? Sad. Here's a great sad example of this: Alzheimer's. Yep. You get to a point where you're just yes. you know you go in and you talk to your 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 grandfather who's who's got Alzheimer's, your father who's got Alzheimer's, and you just you know what you let them adopt a reality that isn't reality. Mm-hmm. And you sympathize with them and you feel terrible for it. And you go in there and you go, yeah, yeah, I know. I I guess mom who passed away 20 years ago, she might be in next week. I'm not sure when she's coming by. And you let Mm. them live in that reality. Mm -hmm. And it's a sad part of life. But it is a sad part of life. It is sad that you have to do that. You're crushed by it. Your, your, Your soul is crushed by that moment. And there's an obvious ailment there. Yeah. And it's it's so true. We were talking about this, I think, on uh, News and White Matters, uh, Pat, last week, that uh, the, the actress Megan Fox. Now she ha- apparently has ch- like a ninety four trans children. I didn't, I didn't even I wasn't even aware oh. of that. I think I thought I you didn't know that. Pointed, I, I thought you pointed that out. No. So don't quote me on that. I thought that was your. Were point. you seeing someone else on uh, News and White? No, Matters? we were. Weren't, you we know, were talking. You, I wasn't on last week. Oh no, you know what? Maybe so was, you were seeing else. somebody else. I'm sorry. Oh my oh gosh. My gosh. I'm sorry. Wow, this I'm is so awkward sorry, honey. now. I'm so sorry. This is awkward. <laughs> no, so Megan Fox, so apparently, no, you know what? It was uh, Jason Buttrell. I apologize. Jason All Buttrell right. was on with us and, and Sarah Gonzalez. They were telling me that I guess she has trans children. She's very active in this community. Hmm. But the reason I brought her up was different, which was she, if you know who Megan Fox is, the thing you probably know about her is she's an incredible actress. But secondly, <laughs> you might know her for her. She acts? I didn't realize that. <laughs> hmm. Weird. The second thing you might know her for is her appearance. She happens yes, to you be might notice that. quite attractive uh, to many. I've to, heard that. Somewhere between many to all males mm-hmm. uh, find her incredibly attractive. And what's, I guess, interesting <laughs> about her is that she does not see herself that way. She has really? some body dysmorphia issue where she feels oh, wow. she's like hideously ugly and she can't what? under, she can't mentally she just thinks she looks awful all the time she can't mentally it's like you know someone who's anorexic and thinks they're fat right oh yeah she's got that type of issue and i don't know all the details about it but it's i thought it was fascinating because everyone on earth looks at her and go oh my gosh she's incredibly looking Mm -hmm. and she can't see it and the answer to that for her is not to go to her and say you know what you're right you're ugly 
right. You know what? You're right. We need to affirm right. your ugliness. Yes. We need to tell you that you're hideous. We need to tell you that you are the most revolting creature on the planet and make you comfortable in the world where that is the truth. That is not the way we treat that. Nope. It is not the way we treat that when we go to a, a young girl and tell her, you know what? You're anorexia. Actually, you are fat. You're really fat. You need to eat less fatty. That is not how we would do that. It would be incredibly no, it's irresponsible. And it would irresponsible cause, and dangerous. It would cause people's uh, their, their lives. And by the way, this trans stuff has done that as well. We've we've yep. heard there have been multiple reports of 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 women going into the hospital uh, and having all sorts of internal problems. And the problem is they say they're men. And the doctors don't know what's wrong with them because they're like, what's going on? There's some crazy ailment. We can't detect it. Well, it's because they're pregnant and they're actually women. They're not men. Now, I don't know if the doctor really couldn't detect this or because I've found it to be, you know, when they talk about trans awareness, you don't really need too much awareness. You can usually tell. Uh, But other than that, we're talking about a person here who I think the doctors know they know this is actually a, a woman who's pregnant. Yeah. But they say, gosh, we can't say that because they're saying they're a man. So we can't check for pregnancy. We can't check for that. And babies That's have nuts. died yeah. because of this. Yeah. It's disgraceful. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. And Stu for Glenn. Uh, he's back on on Monday. Joy Reed, brilliant as usual. Was this just yesterday? I think. I think just. Uh, yeah, yesterday because she's talking about the Fourth of July and the fact that she she couldn't leave her home. Um, here's what she had to say. Well, I have to say, I did not go out on July 4th and would not. The idea would of not. going to a mass gathering, a parade or a big fireworks thing outside seems insane to me, to be blunt, in America, because <laughs> yeah. America is awash with guns. And now people don't just have them. Oh, they seem to want to shoot people with them and use them what? for whatever, you know, for whatever. What do you think has mm. changed in this country, um, which whatever. has always had a lot of guns uh, in the recent years to mm-hmm. make it a shooting gallery? Huh? What kind of what society is she talking about? <laughs> Where you can't even go outside on the Fourth of July because the fireworks are co- covering up the gunfire. Maybe in Chicago, that's a concern. Is that where she lives? Uh, if you're if you're in a Democrat-run city, there might be some issues there where you should be cautious at least. But that is this is a bizarre like. Insanity. You want to talk about a moral? You know, we used to have these moral panics. Where like people would, and this was something the left used to always say that was the worst thing in the world. People would like freak out over, you know, like uh, satanic, uh, you know, l- uh, lyrics in your records when yeah. you spin them backwards and all this stuff. Right. Like this is what sh- this is. I went to multiple Fourth uh, of July festivals and no shootings at them. Um, in fact, every town in America basically had mm-hmm. one, and there were what two incidents. And they were, and by the way, the one big one was some trans black person who uh, would be the mm-hmm. first person uh, uh, defended by Joy Reid in any other circumstance. But they would just yep. not even acknowledge it this week, and they'll blame the guns. Yeah, um, all of this that goes on is so insane. Like the, the look, the odds we have too much violence in this country. We do mm-hmm. have a problem with with some of the stuff. It is increasing. But the odds of you being involved in something like this are incredibly low. The the fact that you would avoid a mass gathering for a reason like this is 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 Incredible. borderline mental 
problem. Like it's it's someone being it's like being scared of letting mm-hmm. your kids outside because they're going to get abducted in, in your in your backyard. You know, right. it's like it's just it's just a, a a crazy person's problem. It's not that it never happens. Of course, you have to be aware. Uh, you know, it's it's there are we do have a problem uh, with uh, with violence in this country. Uh, you'd like it to be less, of course. Mm-hmm. But like that, the country mm-hmm. she's describing does not exist. A country where you can't go to a festival because basically there's a shooting in every one of them is not that's not a reality guys that's and not you're real. so afraid that you can't even leave your house on the fourth of july that's, that's your just, problem yeah i mean we said this yesterday Pat. maybe it's just you you know maybe it's just no maybe joy here. it is just her it's just her she's just start graving nuts and that's why she says the stupid things she says on her show all the time and even with our increases in wow. violence, we're again still lower than we were in the 90s. Uh, you know, it's not by as much as we used to be right. before the whole uh, George Floyd riot thing took over. Um, mm. Since then, we've had a massive uptick and COVID. I mean, I think that the COVID shutdowns really screwed with our country and, and, and took a lot of people who were fringe mm-hmm. on their with their mental status already and turned them into people who acted out violently. I think that that's true. We 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 have a real problem in this country, but like. Can you get a grip? Is there? Is it possible to just Man. get a grip of yourselves and keep keep things in perspective? This is still by far the best country in the world to live in. Oh, it's not even close. By far, not even close. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More patents to for Glenn coming up. The Glenn Back Program. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Finish off the week. Oh, jeez. Here Pat we go again. for Glenn. More of this. More of what? What more, are we doing? More of what you're doing. I mean, I, what, what am I doing? I just can't take it anymore. I, you know, I've been sitting really? here quietly. Yeah. Trying, just hoping you'd come around. Hoping you'd come around to a, a, a moment of empathy. I'm sorry I you disappointed know? you so. And I, you, do, you don't. You you continue hmm. to to wreck people's lives with your with your hardcore right-wing extremist beliefs yeah okay and they're they're ruining people's lives day to day my your beliefs, yes your, right-wing mm-hmm. extremist beliefs yeah like your your uh everything your, like such as your uh, abortion extremism for example like where i don't think babies should be murdered right exactly yeah you have crazy. this and people might not know this, but Pat has this policy where he thinks children should be born. I, I do. Admittedly, I, I do. And you think, you know, mm-hmm. there's a new story out that 10,000 babies that were born in uh, Texas that otherwise wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good thing. human tragedy. These poor children <laughs> who now have to face a life uh-huh. of, of really of any, being of, alive, of varying quality, really could be anything. Yeah. But they have to face that. I mean, now. they could grow up and cure cancer. It could be could bring they, us world peace. They could be. They, they it's could, possible. They could be the next great president. They could invent something incredible. They also could just be really mediocre. Yeah, they could. Uh, they could be uh, the the person who works at, out next to you in the gym and sweats all over the equipment. Regardless, <laughs> they you some people like you think they should uh-huh. have that opportunity to live. Which is you're right. I, I do believe that one of the ways you're ruining mm-hmm. our country, just one of them. And I want to bring in this, maybe personalize this a little bit, Pat. If I could tell you, okay, the story of a couple in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. CNN tells us the story. <laughs> the headline: They couldn't hold their daughter to say goodbye. Oh no! Think of this, Pat. Mm. All the subheadline: mm-hmm. All they wanted to do 
was hold their baby. But strict Kentucky abortion laws meant they couldn't. <laughs> Wait, now, right, how did the abortion law get in the way of them holding their baby? As if you don't know, as if I, you didn't design this law <laughs> I, from beginning to end, Pat. I'm not sure I've ever even been to Kentucky, <laughs> let alone. <laughs> <laughs> so the story here, Pat, is mm-hmm. um, uh, a... Uh, there was a, a a couple had had a baby coming growing up. I think it was twenty weeks. I want to say twenty weeks, mm-hmm. and they wanted an abortion because of a birth defect. Uh, this is obviously a mm-hmm. you know a, a this is where they're going to try to say okay, well they should have had this abortion. All mm-hmm. they wanted to do though is have they wanted to hold the baby. That's it. Well, Kentucky Medicaid apparently would not pay for a premature delivery to induce death. Okay, so Mm. what they wanted, apparently, the design of this family was to have the baby and then let it suffocate in their arms. Oh, my gosh. Okay, slowly suffocate and die in front of them. That's what they wanted. The strict (sighs) Kentucky abortion law would not allow that to occur. (laughs) Now, I don't know. It kind of seems rational to prevent someone from letting a baby die in mm. your arms after it was just born. That to me, in fact, I was told it was conspiracy theory that it, that that could ever happen. But that's what they wanted to happen. That is not how it is framed by CNN. Mm. So the couple who could not afford apparently um, a, a lot of these abortion uh, costs was then uh, had their travel paid for to go to Chicago, where Chicago, where they don't apparently have these horrible abortion laws, or at least some of them, allowed this uh in uh, abortion to occur but not the way they wanted because once again what they wanted was to give birth to the child and watch it suffocate so what they did instead was Mm. cut it up inside of her now apparently their goal i guess was to hold the reason they couldn't hold the baby was because you know it was in several pieces okay it went they went through a dismemberment abortion Mm. So, now, I, now, Pat, I guess wow. in theory, even if your baby is in a bunch of pieces, you could theoretically hold it. They said they couldn't even, they never even got to see their baby. They don't even know what it looked like. And they're giving the sob story. Well, um, of course, they may have been able to actually hold the, the individual pieces of the child, except the abortion clinic in Chicago would not give them the pieces. Because they wanted the pieces because they wanted to cremate the baby and have some sort of memorial. But the abortion clinic in Chicago, who is not held up as the the villain in the story at all, they're the heroes, they wouldn't give the parts to the parents because why? What did they want to do with them? Who, we, we don't know for they sure. They wanted to sell them. They have high value. They wanted to sell them. Especially when you're at 20 weeks, right? You're, yep. you're very far along. Yep. It could be that they wanted to sell them. It could be that they wanted to, you know, there was another uh, hateful abortion law in Chicago that meant that they had to dispose and couldn't just hand them back to the, the parents. I don't know exactly the reason for that yet. We should also point <laughs> out, though, uh, the, uh, the quotes from the mom about the procedure. Now remember, the bad guys here are the, this is the Kentucky abortion law. That's the problem of the story. The headline is about how bad the Kentucky abortion laws are and how it was made it impossible for this couple to hold their dying child. That's the framing of the story. Her quote about the actual procedure. uh, 
She said the procedure was, quote, a nightmare and, quote, the worst pain ever, much more painful than giving birth to her daughters or other children who they decided to keep alive. Mm. Yet the villain of this story is Kentucky for not allowing these parents to be able to watch their kids suffocate in peace. I mean, uh, it's just uh, Pat, th- this how is, does a society survive this when that's acceptable? And the way it's spun is that anybody who wanted the baby to live is awful, hideous people. You're you're evil. Again, you know, it's Isaiah 520 where uh, everything good is made to seem bad and everything bad is made to seem good. Yeah. You take the sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet. And that's where we are. How can you be on the side of the argument oh, that no. says, yeah, what should happen is the baby should be born and should just just slowly suffocate in front of the parents? How, how can that possibly I be the right answer? Have, you, has, have any of these people taken five minutes to think about this? How can that possibly be the right answer? How can the right answer be mm. you let, because they're not, not even discussed in this article, or really, is the, the idea of letting the kid try to live. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's not really even a possibility here it's more of like how do we get rid of it you know and look there are really difficult moments that happen to parents when you're talking about birth defects i'm not this is something that mm-hmm. is torturous for parents to deal with i understand that but like the, the idea that the the good guys in this story are a bunch of chicago uh, abortionists who are sitting here chopping up children for profit how is that possibly the good thing have you thought it's that meme that that floats around every once in a while where the two nazis are looking at each other and they say one of them says you know i've noticed we have skull and crossbones on on our uniforms are we the baddies (laughs) like are we is it possible we're the bad guys yeah the skull and the crossbones maybe should have told you that it's possible but I just can't understand, and, and you see this over and over again. They, they had this the coverage of the Texas situation: ten thousand babies uh, look like they were ten thousand above what what would have been expected were born in Texas after the abortion laws went away. We were seeing you know numbers somewhere in the number neighborhood of three percent for the first year. It's important to note many of the abortion laws were not put in place on day one. It took months to, for so the number will probably be higher. It might be five to ten percent of abortions that are saved from just overturning Roe versus Wade and red states changing their policies. And you think about this in like the outcome. What is the outcome of this? Tens of thousands of people who otherwise would not be alive mm. are instead breathing today. What policy can you think of that the government has passed in any recent time that would actually give you that type of result? You might be able to come up with a couple of them. You know, there might be one or two here or there. But man... It, most of the time you look at this as a miracle. If you if they had a gun control policy that got passed and saved tens of thousands of lives, all they would do was talk about it. Oh, yeah. If it saves just one just life, one, it justifies isn't it. it. Isn't it worth it? Yeah. That's what they'd say. Mm-hmm. But saving 10,000, that, that, of course, is a bad thing to them. Incredible. It's bad. It really is a backward society. And when you talk about it, it is... Mm. Everything that is liquid is solid, right? We are there. For sure. They are telling you all the time that things that you know are true are false. And if you do not go along with it and embrace it and believe it and celebrate it, 
You are the enemy. Mm-hmm. What? It's so backward, and it's so impossible to exist in a society that allows that, and it's even more difficult to su- survive in one that encourages it, that, that calls it the baseline of, of human existence. Every day you wake up and you recognize this truth or you're out. Your job's over. Mm-hmm. You're canceled. You're not allowed to talk to people anymore. And yes, we're still at a place, as I just pointed out, I think it's a great country. And you know, I'm still on national radio saying these things. And, and we are not to North, the North Korea point by any means. But we are... Why walk down the road that leads there? You don't yeah. need to go all the way there to recognize that it's a bad thing. You got two steps. You see the rear like triangle hotel in the distance <laughs> in Pyongyang and you turn around. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And we've decided to do the opposite. I don't know how that's going to work out for us, Pat. Uh, not well would be my guess. Uh, and I know that's going way out on a limb. It is. But uh, I'm I'm comfortable out there. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. The Glenn Back Program. And welcome, Pat and Stu for Glenn. He'll be back Monday, start the week. Can I give you, we talked about Taylor Swift a little bit yesterday. Yeah. And I, her, her, there's things people love about Taylor Swift. You know, some people hate her. I, her politics are really annoying. The fact that she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan makes me feel a little bit better about her. Mm-hmm. Hey, can be a little torn on a person. Um, but one of the things that's interesting about this is this, her relationship to the FTX story. Remember Sam Bankman-Fried, the crypto exchange, it blows up. And if you remember, uh, not this past Super Bowl, which was a, had a tragic ending to it, um, but <laughs> the previous one, uh, there were all the crypto ads. It was that year where like every every ad was a crypto ad and uh, you know Larry David was doing spots and Giselle and LeBron James and mm-hmm. somehow LeBron James always gets left out of it when they run through these people's names. But um, all these people took tons and tons of money to tell you they you should go to uh, crypt, various crypto exchanges, one of which being FTX. And FTX was one of the biggest advertisers. So the FTX thing blows up. And as it blows up, one of the side stories that comes out of this is there was basically a bunch of celebrities taking money to dupe their followers, but there was one exception. One shining light came out of this. One person had the bravery, the chutzpah, the care for their own fans to LeBron. come LeBron. LeBron James? No. Is that where this is he, going? He took every time <laughs> and gets no blame. No, Taylor huh. Swift. She apparently has such high financial acumen that she came in and, and I wish I could have the quote in front of me, but like supposedly she came into the FTX people. They wanted to pay her $100 million to be an FTX spokesperson. And she said, I will I will not do this unless you can prove to me that these are not unregulated securities. It's like that's the quote she supposedly <laughs> said in a meeting. No. Like, they said that to me at a meeting. This did not occur, uh, right? There's no way Taylor <laughs> Swift came in and said, "By the way, I want you to prove to me these are not unregulated securities." 
And when <laughs> and Sam Bankman Free was like, "What? I can't do that." And she's, "I'm not taking your nine figures." That's like how it was presented in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, I guess, her dad works for worked at Merrill Lynch and had some financial background. And there was some conversation that maybe she <laughs> knew more about this than people. And she's just a good person; would not just take this money. Mm-hmm. Well, a new update has come out of the story months later after she got this incredible praise for the stance that she took that at no point seemed real to me like i just no offense to i i mean i I look at her political analysis and there's no way she walked into a meeting and said i want you to tell me about unregulated securities (laughs) especially because the government can't even tell these companies if they're unregulated securities or not like that hasn't Mm -hmm. even been decided by the government yet so anyway long story short new report comes out in the new york times that apparently what actually happened after more than six months of negotiations swift's team signed a sponsorship deal with the now bankrupt exchange uh, company, FTX, worth north of $100 million. But right before FTX signed, Sam Bankman-Fried pulled out. Mm. She had agreed to it, and it was Sam Bankman-Fried who didn't sign the deal. Wow. So after months of praise she got for this, where everyone's like, oh, the one good person out there, the one good celebrity who would care about, about her fans. Exactly. And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, actually, she wanted the money just like everybody else. Oh, man. And probably was a negotiating tactic, right? Uh, uh-huh. uh, unregulated security. Are these unregulated securities? <laughs> Uh, and so she didn't get her money, unfortunately. But at least she won't be involved in the lawsuits because it looks like Tom Brady, Tom Brady lost $30 million of stock in the deal, lost uh, all the crypto they gave him, and now is getting sued by tons of people. Larry yeah. David's getting sued. These guys are all getting sued. And it's like, it's a dumb thing. Like, do you really think Larry David knew, knew about crypto when he was doing the commercials? He's making funny commercials. Right. It's not It's not his fault that, that Sam Bankman-Fried is a criminal, but they're still getting sued anyway. Incredible. All right, 888-727-BECK, heading into the final hour. Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. for Glenn today. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, we're going to take a peek into the primary situation and get the latest on all of that GOP and, and for the Democrats coming up in just one minute. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. So the field um, of potential presidents has grown quite a bit uh in the last few months and uh some of them are really resonating with the american people (laughs) yeah i think would you say that's a safe thing to say oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah. like this suarez guy whose name i just whose first name i forgot um francis francis suarez maybe mayor of miami yes yeah 
powerful. That seemed to be an up and coming figure in, in Republican politics, but not uh-huh. necessarily going to be the president Probably of the United States. Probably not his time now. Uh, you but. know, you, you just see, tell me if you see this exact same thing. People have noticed uh, good old Mayor Pete and have decided, hey, mm-hmm. why can't I be the next Mayor Pete? Absolutely. Right? Like, That's I don't absolutely think, the thinking. I don't think he believes he's going to win the presidency, but like, you know, you got to do a you race know, like if, this. If you were the mayor of Miami, mm-hmm. as opposed to South Bend, Indiana, wouldn't you think, yeah, yeah. I got a shot. Yeah. First if, of all, he's if running. If Judge can do it, yeah. I can certainly do it. One of our major cities, a city that is doing yeah. very, very well, by the way. And I yeah. think he's been a good mayor. I don't I, I don't follow everyday politics of, of Miami, but I know he's been good on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seems to be an up-and-coming figure in Republican politics. This is a great way to get known, maybe advance to a cabinet position, maybe right. running for governor or senator. This is a great, yourself great up for path, later. right? Yep. If he, it, 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 Maybe he pops and gets to 12%, 13% in one of these polls, like Pete Buttigieg did in some of those... Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he was ever a real threat to win the presidency, but became a top contender at one point. And that, you know, again, maybe he could turn that into turning our transportation system into a disaster as well. <laughs> maybe that sort of... Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, maybe he'll get awesome. there someday. Yeah. Uh, so let me let me run through. There's 12 Republicans right now. Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson, Larry Elder. You might not, mm-hmm. you know Larry, mm-hmm. of course, uh, as a conservative commentator. You might not have even known he's in the race, but he is. Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, getting a lot of attention from the, from the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Uh, our man, Doug Burgum. Mm, with Burgamentum. Burgamentum is, uh, is Burgamania is in <laughs> effect. Uh, Francis Suarez and Will Hurd, the congressman as well. Another guy who's... You know, running from the moderate sort of side and trying to get, I think, more attention uh, than anything else. Uh, so you got a field of 12 here. And I, I was thinking about this. And you know, of course, on the Democratic side, Biden, Williamson and Kennedy, you go through um, this, though. And I had this question. I was thinking to myself. If there's been a lot of. A lot of failure here so far, like I would say mm. you look at these candidates and you would say some of them are really good candidates, some of them not so good. But like just looking at how they would want this to go, you would say almost all of them have underperformed their expectations or, you know, maybe they're equal with their expectations. But if I were to ask you, Pat, who are the people in this race who have outperformed expectations? You're not going to go on for a month with candidates. No. Right. Like, I I think you might come up with a couple of one one who's maybe outperformed some people's expectations um but vivek ramashwamy you know that i had him on my list i had three on my list that out have outperformed and he was one of them um because again because expectations were very low and people we've had vivek on the show many times this audience knows vivek ramashwamy has known him for years Mm -hmm. but he was not a major figure uh being considered to be the republican nominee and i wouldn't say his he has any chance, honestly, of being a Republican nominee, or at least a very high chance of being a Republican nominee. Very much a long shot. I like him, though. I like him. And his poll his poll numbers have been better than you would expect. Like, he's outperforming a lot of these people mm-hmm. who have been talked about for years. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a good communicator. He's got a lot of big ideas. I like him, generally. I think he's, you know, I, I, again, it's going to be a tough road Yeah, uh, coming from where he's coming from. Yeah, But he's got a lot of big ideas, and he's, uh, you know, he, he's trying to take these things on. He's eloquent. He's very yes. He's relatable. He's a good speaker, you know, and and so I think he's made and he's everywhere. I see him on the tube all the time. Yeah, 
Now, that hasn't turned into massive polling success. No, no. But, but he's shown some early state strength. Was it earlier this week or was it last week? I saw a poll where he was at 10%, which had passed, surpassed Mike Pence, which I thought, wow, okay. Yeah, but the, maybe there's some traction there. And that was one of the early states, wasn't it? I can't remember which state that was. I thought it was one of the early states. Was it Iowa? Maybe. I don't remember. Or um, New Hampshire, one of those. Yeah, his national polling has been, you know, I think Not he's quite as more good. like 5% yeah. he's been able to get up to. But again, for a guy who was basically unknown in politics a few months ago, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, the fact that he's made, I, I would say that his first few months, he's got to be happy with it. I would think he, mm-hmm. he's looking back and say, so far, yeah. so good. Yes. You know, he's not leading the pack by any means, but he's there. Yeah. Uh, in a place that I think he's positioned himself well enough for what he expected to happen. So I don't know. I, I thought he was one that, I thought that would be kind of one that was a little under the radar, but you, you know, you, you called that right away. That's, the, I think he's overperformed expectations. Mm-hmm. Another one um, that might be kind of obvious as overperformed expectations, I think is Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Now, now maybe not his yeah. own high expectations, but the fact that he really hasn't been pushed at all in the polls. Not at all. Is I you gotta give you gotta give his campaign some level of credit there, mm-hmm. right? Like they I think he has performed above what you would think he would perform. Especially at, with, with everything he's challenger. dealt with. You yeah, know? Right. And he's got eleven competitors and he's still around the fifty percent mark. Yeah. I mean, you look at these uh, polls, he's up by 34, 38, 29, 24, 45, 21, 36, 30, 30, 38. Geez. I mean, these are really good results. And, uh, you know, again, DeSantis being in second place and at 20 percent, you know, he's about 21 percent. He's averaging Trump at an average of 53 right now nationally. Wow. But like the fact that he's in wow. the has the majority of Republican voters and has not had yet a serious push from DeSantis or anyone else is pretty notable. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think so too. Uh, that he's 30 does, points ahead. That's yeah. very notable. Now, I will say it's too early to take from these polls some conclusion. I don't think mm-hmm. that any of these people are out of it. And I, you know, well, Asa Hutchinson is out of it. But any, most of the people are not out of it. Mm-hmm. Doug Burgum may be out of it. He, M- he, maybe. Burgum mentioned might not be able to, to get us <laughs> over this mountain. But like, DeSantis has debates. He's got. We are not even at the point where people are really paying attention to this. You might be paying attention to it because you care about the country in a way that many do not. But Mm -hmm. generally speaking, the people that you work with and 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 have a general sense that they like Donald Trump or don't have maybe a little bit of a sense on DeSantis, maybe maybe some Biden. But honestly, this decision typically right now is being made. Do I like Donald Trump or not? That is essentially the one decision that people mm-hmm. have made, even more than it is about Joe Biden. It's like, do I like Trump? Do I not like Trump? That will be the referendum if he's the nominee. That is a decision that will be yeah. uh, tossed around by the American people, and they will they will vote based on essentially that. It will not be about whether Joe Biden's uh, student loan policy is successful or not. It will be about whether people can think that Donald Trump will do a better job and whether they like him or not, essentially. Now, if it goes to a DeSantis or one of these other candidates, I think you have more of a chance of it being about Biden, which I tend to think is a good thing um, because then it's not about personalities as much. But we have no idea how DeSantis will uh, will perform in the situation if he's the nominee. I will say, like you, I think you would, could fairly point out that uh, the rollout hasn't been as strong as they maybe have hoped. Yeah. You know, I, I think he would have liked to. I don't think he thought he'd be winning, 
But I think, you know, being within be, 10 points. Yeah, closer than 30. Would be better. <laughs> it would, would be, be better, yeah. Being down 30 is suboptimal, Pat. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and they've had, I don't think it necessarily means a hell of a mm. lot yet. Mm. I don't want to overstate it. We're just looking, you know, we're, the, uh, the, the Major League Baseball is about the halfway point. And you look at that and you say, well, okay, some teams are definitely in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Atlanta Braves are probably going to make the playoffs. Probably. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to make the playoffs, probably. You've seen some teams be really, really good. The Oakland A's, probably not so much. You can tell that now. What you can't mm-hmm. tell is the, is the fifth wild, you know, the fifth seed going to wind up having a good run and become the one or two seed and be the favorite by the playoffs. We don't know that yet. And I think that's where we mm-hmm. are in, in this. The other person I would say has exceeded expectations would be on the other side, and it would be RFK Jr., who, yeah. again, yes, he has a for big sure. name. Yes, he's been known in, in liberal politics for a long time, but also is not seen at all as a actual threat to win the presidency. I mean, no. it, it was not seen coming in as a real candidate. I think the most surprising thing to me about RFK Jr. is that uh, a lot of people on the conservative side mm-hmm. have taken an interest in him. And some have even said, yeah, I like that guy. I, I might vote for him. Please don't. Please, please, please by all that is holy, by all that I is mean, good, you- right, and holy, don't. Look into his policies and and what he envisions for America. Yes, because it's there are a couple uh, headline ones that, rep- bad. That's, that conservatives tend to uh, be okay with. The, 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 the vaccine, vaccine skepticism is part of it. He's the, been pretty good on the border. Lately. Lately. Uh, you know, he uh-huh. has some things that you might like. You have yes. to look at his entire platform. Yes, please. And, and see, you know, for the... Climate change, for instance. Uh, uh, he essentially called everybody who doesn't agree with him on climate change a traitor. Yeah, and not essentially. He did call. He them did that. do it, and he was. And more. he wished that he had the power to do something about it, like put these people in jail. And I think Glenn was one of the people he talked about. Yeah, you want know, the two people he mentioned specifically of being traitors to the country, and people who Jeez. would be up to the penalty. We should mm-hmm. treat them like traitors. Was was his quote? Yeah. Was not only our own Glenn Beck, but also Rush Limbaugh. Oh, so I don't know if you like man, Rush. Man. Uh, you, and you didn't want him dead uh, many years earlier than he unfortunately did pass. Mm-hmm. You may c- consider the fact that RFK Jr. maybe not the guy you want running the country. Now, right. I will say, if you're in a state where you want to cause chaos like Rush used to love causing, voting for RFK Jr. in the and Democratic it's an open, primary, open primary, where you don't care about your primary, maybe it's already decided, it might be a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it is it is hilarious yeah. to see this guy with no real political base and no real operation at 20 percent it's incredible really and it's it is exceeding expectations it has a lot to do with varying factors number one he actually has connected with some old school democrats people who are against Mm -hmm. war people who are anti-vaccine which by the way we should point out not a right-wing movement it has been a across the board uh slew of people for a long time like Mm -hmm. it's a cross-section it's not really partisan the the vaccine stuff and i'm going way before the COVID stuff, because yeah. in the COVID times, yeah, it yeah. did turn into uh, a Republican Democrat thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But before that, when RFK Jr. was very active in this movement long before any of this COVID stuff came up, he was w- working with people like Jenny McCarthy and Jim Carrey and all sorts of left wing celebrities who were on this bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And like, whatever you, I don't care what you believe about this, like, make your own freaking decisions for your family. But the bottom line is this. Th- there are a lot of people in the Democratic Party who look at what the Fauciism turned into and are like, what the hell is this? This is my yeah. party, supposedly? 
The, like I, I've been sitting here saying this stuff was bad long before COVID, and now they, they're forcing this on me? The same thing with Ukraine. I've been saying uh, I'm a Democrat. I've been saying I'm, I'm against war this whole time. Now, all of a sudden, I have to support it? Or I'm the worst person in the world? What are you talking about? And RFK Jr. has connected with that group of Democrats. And rightly so. Yeah. Uh, he's Especially closer. with Democrats. He should be connecting, I think. He's closer to that traditional Democrat in yeah, a lot he of is. ways than what we're yes. seeing now. Um, especially the old school Democrat, the and you union know what? guy. But He's, again, these are bad policies. Many of them. The union stuff is bad. The climate stuff is bad, really, really bad. Really, I mean, really he bad. is a—he's an insane person on the climate. Abortion. Insane. He's really bad on that. Horrible on abortion. Mm-hmm. Horrible affirmative action. That ruling that we all celebrated last week. He, he was against not. it. Right. He's not. He is. Look. Don't be fooled that he's like some conservative because he he's agree not. with him on a couple of things. He's a <laughs> hardcore mega liberal that agrees with conservatives on a couple of things right now. Yeah. And that's important to note. But um But for Democrats, yeah. For Democrats, I'd love it if yeah. they if they nominated him instead Better of Biden. Biden. And there's good reason to do that. You know? Uh I don't think they will. They won't. I, and that's but. the thing, because you got the Kennedy name, you got the name recognition, you got the some that he is connecting, I think, at some level. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't oversell this, too. I think right. it's now come full circle. At the beginning, it was like, wait a minute, this guy they gave no chance to and no coverage to is hitting 20%. What's going on? Mm-hmm. He is now, he, now he's getting a lot of coverage. I mean, he, was, he did the Joe Rogan thing. He's getting all these big podcasts. He is getting mm-hmm. a lot of attention. And I don't know if, you know, if people have looked at this super closely but we all were people quote all the time that he gets 20 percent of the polls that was may 17th he got 20 percent of the polls he has not had 20 percent of the polls since oh really it's been less than coming up on two months yeah and there have been a dozen polls none of which he has cracked 20 percent uh he's been between eight and 17 in those polls joe biden has led by You'll hear from some Trump supporters who are like, you know, Trump, you know, Trump is blowing DeSantis out and we shouldn't even have a primary, but they'll celebrate RFK. RFK is f- much farther behind Joe Biden <laughs> than Ron right. DeSantis is Donald Trump. He's behind the latest poll. He was down by 58 points. Oof. He was down by 59 <laughs> and another, 47 and another, 47 and another. So it's a nail biter. Yeah. On the Democrat side. It is something to note, but it isn't. We shouldn't overstate how <laughs> right. close he is to winning this nomination. All right. Patents due for Glenn. Coming, more coming up. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if um, any of these Democrats gain any traction from here on. Because you're talking about people running in their own party against a sitting president. Which just usually... It's unacceptable to do that, and you won't get any support from the party uh, if you do that. And you might be punished. And they're not. for okay. a few, and, and they're not. This is why but, someone serious hasn't jumped in, right? You, yeah. You will get that punishment. And, and I, you know, like Gavin Newsom, who wants to run oh, so badly. Nobody wants taste to taste it. Oh, man, does he want to run. But he won't because he'll be punished by the Democrat Party if he does, and that would hurt him in the future. Yeah, he's thinking ahead and thinking he yeah. probably wouldn't win. So right he's just now, hoping so. against hope, I think, that Biden drops out. And then he'd be in in a second. What he's done is he put together a relatively serious national operation that is positioned to help the Democratic nominee. Mm-hmm. Now, if Joe Biden flames out, I don't know, one of these accusations comes true. Uh, it's, you know, proven he goes down to let's say let's say we, right now, I think Joe Biden, we have some of the worst uh, approval ratings. Only Carter was worse 
at this point at this in his point, presidency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they're bad, but not bad, bad. Like they're not Trump's approval rating was about 42 percent in going into 2020. There's no question. Biden's he's be is the still 40.5. It's 40.5. It's lower, I mean, it's, but it's not it, catastrophically bad. It's not George, the end of George W. Bush's second term. It's not like single term. digits where it should be. Right. Yes. George W. Bush ended in the low 30s, high 20s. And you get into that area and mm. there may very well be someone who needs to quote unquote step in. Mm-hmm. And Gavin Newsom is building an operation in case that happens. He is he is ready to go if they need somebody to step in last minute. Mm-hmm. And he's building this with the under the auspices of like, oh, well, I'm taking in, you know, I want to I want to reform the Second Amendment. I want to, you know, I want to I want to <laughs> get rid of the Second Amendment. I want to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And he's running ads in Florida. But they're sort of like, well, I'm targeting Ron DeSantis and he's one of he's the Republican. You know what I mean? Like he's he's yeah. he's he's acting as if he doesn't want to run um, when but he, every one of his pieces of action is, is is telling the opposite story. Right. Like yeah. it's obvious he wants this, but he I think may has made this calculation. Look, if I step into this primary right now, I probably lose and my my future is destroyed. Because the party will make me lose, number one. Mm-hmm. They will bend the rules to make sure I lose anyway. Mm-hmm. And number two, honestly, even if he got into the race, who's to say that he would win? I, I don't think that he's certainly, he, I mean, he, he'd be a worse president, I think, even than Joe Biden, which would be is saying something. <laughs> Pretty bad, yeah. It was really saying something. Yeah, he's a radical. Oh, yeah. A big time radical. And so, but it's been nice because you can be as radical as you want in California. They elected you. Go at it. Have at it. Mm-hmm. But not for the rest of us, please. No. No, thank you. All right. 888-727-BECK. Dan Andros is in town. Yeah. Uh, be popping in here in a minute. Our old friend Dan Andros. We'll talk to him. Coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. He'll be back on uh, Monday. And we, in the meantime, are joined by our old friend, uh, Dan Andros, who deserted us years ago. <laughs> How many years ago was it, Ben? Was it um, like 14, 15, somewhere in there? Seven glorious years. Yeah, seven glorious years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Blaze alum, Dan Andros, mm-hmm. now over at faithwire.com, CBN, and host of the Quick Start podcast, which you can subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. That's a lot. Why don't you leave a job for somebody else? Right. I mean, that's that's too many. Too, that many, jobs. too many jobs. Yeah, I was, I'm yeah. questioning my choices now. I just what, have one job. Are you Ryan just... Seacrest all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Leave something for someone else, Dan. I'm just like him, except with $100 million less dollars. <laughs> I will say, if you're looking for a new job, if you are maybe thinking you need one more, might I recommend Detective at the White House to find cocaine? Mm, because yeah. that seems to be a very well, difficult job. Well, that's the job. toughest yeah. job on the planet. Who did this? Who yeah. could know? There's no way to tell. There's, There's no way to tell. It's like the metric system. There's no way to measure right. it. I don't know. Is it like the it, metric yeah, it's system? it's a lot like that. It's There's lot no like way they to have, tell. Uh, but guys, you're not understanding here. They just don't have the resources <laughs> there at the White House <laughs> right. where the President of the United States is. I mean, who would have thought to put a camera in the in all the different buildings there in the White House? I mean, yeah. Well, it I mean, was expensive. Especially because we know this cocaine was found in the area where there's just tours. This is mm-hmm. where people are walking through. The average person can walk through there anytime during the day or night. And, right. and well, actually, just a quick yeah. update. It's actually in a highly trafficked 
part of the private residence, uh, West Wing area, actually. The West Wing, highly trafficked. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going by there all the time. All Tours the time. are going by there. Actually, quick update. People drop stuff off in that cubbyhole. All the time. All the time. But quick update on that, Pat. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was in uh, the West Wing executive entrance. <laughs> And the framing by the news, actually, near where Kamala Harris parks their, her car, uh, <laughs> they're throwing her down. The, Joe Biden leaked that. Oh, yeah. It, it was be. by Kamala's car, guys. <laughs> but are you amazed, Dan, that like with all this other crimes that we are able to solve, how they cannot figure out where this cocaine mm-hmm. is, came from? Yeah, well, with all of the technology. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. You think of the Larry David. What was that? Uh, the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. They like ping the guy's cell tower. They find him on tape. <laughs> at a random guy at like a baseball game. Yeah. And they get him off of that crime. Yeah. Remember that story? Yeah. Uh, the Idaho murders, right? Like the, the college kids. That yeah. Were, this happened in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. No one saw anything. The guy drives across the country into the Poconos where there's just a billion trees and nothing else, a couple cabins, and they track him down in like a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a giant bag that someone dropped, like, oops, like my big Ziploc bag of cocaine. Ah, sorry guys, can't if figure that one out. The mystery of the century. If they'd only thought to put a camera somewhere, somewhere. in the White House. Just somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, they, they should have done that. Yeah. They should like should've a done nest it. cam. Mm-hmm, I, I you think know? you're right mm-hmm. though, Pat. I think that this government, that this administration is just very cost conscious and so they're not <laughs> yes. like these nest cams are expensive it costs now like, like 50 bucks to install and a monthly service you've got to mm-hmm. pay to who wants yeah. that yeah Nobody. so you know so they're just being cost conscious but these are the it's the give and take you know like right. the, you you leave yourself open to a little risk protecting <laughs> our tax dollars the biden administration hard at work uh it is fascinating though i think this is one of the most defining characteristics of this time which is people have lost faith that the the mm-hmm. justice system will go after people equally yeah you see the hunter biden thing i know i know that if i had a laptop that i left at at some place that showed me with like bunch of bunches of hookers and cocaine there's no way i'd be walking free today no there's no way Mm -hmm. despite all the financial crimes and everything else on there just the basics and no one seems to care and we're seeing this all the time where conservatives are prosecuted for things that you wouldn't that the liberals aren't they're the doj is cracking down in ways that are amazing yeah. well i mean look at trump i mean the guy has like you know he prints out one piece of paper and it's it's in one of his you know <laughs> a sheds or something and they're like just you know doing full raids on him you know yeah. and, and mm-hmm. then you have you have hunter biden who's broken like 500 federal laws like, ah, we can let him wander around in the white house and drop cocaine off it's absolutely no big deal <laughs> but it is you're seeing a turn now i think with the doj like you know we, we know there's been corruption in the government right this is sure. not, this is nothing new but I feel like it's rising to new levels now and the willingness to use the DOJ to just do your political dirty work. I mean, we saw this with Mark Houck. This is a story that we covered uh, over at CBN, you know, you know, uh, very closely. And he's the pro-lifer who was, he's regularly out in front of these Planned Parenthoods protesting, you know, abortion. And he gets in an altercation with a guy he knows um, that they're, you know, he's a, one of the Planned Parenthood escorts. So they know each other. This guy's harassed. He doesn't like when the when the pro-lifers are around, so he's giving sure. them a hard time. You can see it on tape. He goes up to him. He's saying something to Hauk's son, who's there. It was only 12, vile things. So he shoves him, and the guy falls down. And so, of course, all the headlines are, oh, he shoved an old guy, the pro-lifer. Well, it was a very minor scrape. It got dismissed in local courts, and it was done. And that's how these cases would normally right. go in a normal justice system. Okay, like you know, there's a little bit of an altercation. 
among people who don't like each other no one's really hurt no you know the local courts look at it the police drop the charges whatever it's over he didn't this guy didn't even show up to court that was one of the reasons it got thrown out he just is like man i couldn't be bothered to show up to court then out of nowhere i heard his buttocks was bruised (laughs) was it from the fall both cheeks yes oh wow yeah it's tough Mm -hmm. it's tough who you know nobody falls that's such a rare occurrence (laughs) it is uh but anyway so the doj swoops in and out of nowhere and they they charge him with a federal face act crime and now Jeez. after talking to his the face act is you know blocking someone from a, a doctor or a patient from going into one of these clinics mm-hmm. right that's what a fit this was not either one of those uh people just an escort and he wasn't blocking him at all the video evidence clearly shows that it was happening mm-hmm. on the corner of the street so why mm-hmm. in the world would the doj come down on this and from what i when i talked to their lawyers uh you know for Hauk. They were saying that the the feds will not take a case typically unless they have a 99% chance of winning. Like they just don't right. do it. They, they will never not lose. waste their time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this case has no, it's a terrible case. They have absolutely no chance of winning this thing. And it was dismissed in like no time at all. And, and also don't forget, aside from just the charges, they showed up at his house with like 30 federal agents fully all armed. Right. right. And he had already told them Jeez. in writing... That he was willing to come in. He said, hey, I think you don't have a case here, but if you're going to charge me, we'll come in to save everyone the hassle. And they ignored that, and they Jeez, they wanted to gosh. make an example out of him. Because remember, this yeah. is before the election. All this happened in mm-hmm. September, right ahead of the uh, elections. So and, they wanted to make examples and put headlines of pro-lifers looking like these big criminals ahead of the election. That's fascinating mm-hmm. when you think about what is the chain of information that leads to that moment? Yeah. Why on earth would the DOJ even be aware of this mm-hmm. stupid little tiny local incident at a uh, at a at an abortion clinic? And we're seeing this over and over again. You guys broke a story uh, that probably many people are in the audience are somewhat aware of, of a guy who was protesting an abortion. Where was it in? Uh, this was a pride rally. A pride rally. Um, and it was happening in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, this guy, he's a street preacher. He's regularly out there, you know, preaching the gospel and things like that. And so he finds out that there's this pride rally there in Reading, which is not, it, it's not an area that you're typically going to get like a pride. It's not New York City. Right. So this is not a common occurrence there. So there were a couple of Christians that showed up and they had signs. Well, this guy shows up and joins like these two or three Christians that are there across the street. Now, the officer within 60 seconds arrests him and charge him with criminal disorderly conduct all he did was walk up and you can see it on tape there was another guy you know mm. praise god filming this so that it was on tape yeah. and you could see it and this cop is just he's like let him have their day and he's like look this is public property i can be here and he's like yeah you're right but just let him have their day and he's like all right well you do you i'll do me i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say he starts to quote a bible verse uh it was first first corinthians i think and as soon as he starts in on the Bible verse, this cop turns around, makes a beeline for him and said, that's it. I'm, I've had enough of you. You're done. Throws him up against the wall and arrests him. And uh, and it was kind of funny mm-hmm. in the comments because all the people are going, congratulations, brother. You just won, won the lot of. Um, but it is. It's this pattern of like they're pushing and authorities are pushing and we're having as Christians and conservatives to defend ourselves. And, you know, he had to go and. Thankfully, they threw it out. I think I think the prosecutors looked and like, uh, what did you guys do mm-hmm. here? You have a lawsuit. But those lines are being tested uh, constantly. And so 
you know, it's the onus is on us to say yeah. like, no, no, we're actually within our rules to be able to say what we want to say. It's crazy. And we're at that point where we really are. The last line of defense seems to be these courts that have held the line so far. The Supreme Court did several times. Yeah. The uh, the there was a religious freedom, of course, with that 303 creative case where you talked about what are you forced to, to make websites for things you don't agree with? And these lines are being pushed all the time by the left. And what's scary is eventually they're going to get one of these through. Right. They're not going to fail forever in the courts. If if the only thing you have holding up uh, insanity is a 5-4 vote or a 6-3 vote even in the Supreme Court, you do not have much of a, a basis for the foundation of your civilization. Yeah. Especially when you know the plan is to pack the court mm-hmm. yeah. and add you know four or five liberal ju- justices. Yeah. And, and they're going to try to do that. Yeah. They have to. Well, that's because they can't stand the rulings that are happening right now. They can't stand it and they will abandon it. And that's a sad thing that we mm-hmm. used to be able to, as Americans on the left and right, maybe what, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we could agree on the basic founding principles of the country. Yeah. They don't do that, that anymore. Now, they right? don't, they, they, that ship right. has sailed and they're going to keep pushing until they can pack the courts and just get their way. Yep. Well, I know you're covering this on a quick, the Quick Start podcast as well as faithwire.com and CBN. Before you go, though, I, I want to, uh, you live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And there's a story that happened there a few weeks ago that yeah. I am fascinated by. Uh, Pat, I think you'll be fascinated by this as well. I don't, I don't know how closely you followed it. But there was a big accident. I don't remember exactly what happened. Yeah, a truck. It was sad. The guy died. But uh, oh, wow. it was a trucker and he was mm-hmm. going under an underpass and he crashed somehow. But it was like a fuel truck or something. So it like exploded and it was oh, a yeah. massive fire. Mm-hmm. And, and it actually down the it melted the overpass. overpass. There's crazy videos of it starting to buckle, and people were like Still filming, driving, over, driving yeah. over it, and yeah. it like goes down. So anyway, and really it scary. Yeah, really scary. And I remember after hearing about this, the governor of the state comes on like it could be months. We could be talking three months of, and this is I-95. If you don't know this area, like it's the highway, three lanes on each mm-hmm. side. It's, yeah. it's just before Philly. It's just a few minutes before Philadelphia. Yeah, and it's a massive area thousands and thousands of people crossing this all the time it would be a major disruption to get off this highway and have to drive through philadelphia to get back on the highway is a massive thing for traffic and then all of a sudden like a few days later they're like bridge bridge is back (laughs) yeah well 12 days yeah 12 they did it days. days. 12 days. Now, I drove by this thing. Oh, that's I, incredible. Yeah. I had, I had to go down to Philly for something in the middle of this, and they're like, oh, you got to do the detour. And um, wow. I'm going down there, and I drove by it. It looked like, I mean, it was horrible. Like, it was yeah. rubble. Like, it was a disaster zone down there. And I'm like, there's no way they're getting this thing. Because I was there on, like, the middle of the week. Yeah. And they're like... It's going to be open by the weekend. I'm, I'm like, what? There's nothing there. What are you talking about? Now, I've seen construction projects. They take like 10 years. All right. I, I would say, say, like that's a great example of American ingenuity. People coming together in a tough time to get something done faster than normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Now let's step back to the regular day stuff. Why? Why does every construction project take a zillion years mm-hmm. When this, when they really need, you ever it been done, to Fort Worth, oh, Fort Worth, Texas? Gosh, <laughs> I mean, there are there are construction projects that were begun long before we got here in 2012. They're still, still going. going on now, <laughs> and and as there were in uh, 2012, nobody's there except right. for the orange cones and barrels and yeah. all of that. Nobody's there still, and yeah. it's I. 
I can't for the life of well, me understand what they're doing. And they, they rallied everyone, right? They knew they had to get this done. And so you think, okay, they, they can do it. So why does it get held up on all these other times? And right. I think it's probably a couple things. One, they know the federal government doesn't really care about... I mean, how many of these projects ever land on budget? Have you ever heard of one of no, these construction never, projects? No. Oh, it'll be a billion. Oh, really? Like, you know, mm-hmm. $50 billion later? Like, we were a little over. Like, right. no private company would ever stand for that. But you can mm-hmm. build the government on that. The other thing is the unions. So when they, when the governor comes in and just says, okay, you know what? Unions just stand down, guys. You know, because they yeah. wouldn't allow be, run, work around the clock and all that. Yeah. wouldn't happen. This is the time they actually need it. And when they need it, they can do it. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to watch uh, in, in action. Uh, Dan Andros, uh, faithwire.com. Quick start podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that as well as CBN News. Dan, thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, guys. The Glenn Beck Program. Don't forget Glenn's new book, Dark Future. It's out Tuesday, the 11th. Pre-order it right now at glennsnewbook.com. Glennsnewbook.com. Pretty exciting stuff. While you're online, go ahead and order some Kexi cookies as well. K-E-K-S-I.com. Kexi.com. I got some incredible flavors that uh, both. Did you, have you tried the raspberry lemonade? Yes, very oh good. Gosh. Very delicious. They are, they are always delicious, but they, that's a good flavor. Yeah, yeah. like it. Um, very good. And uh, also mention, uh, you know, we talked about the presidential candidates that are out there. Uh, the best candidate is, of course, the one you can get the shirt for at stewdoesmerch.com, which is anyone but Biden24. Uh, it's funny because it looks kind of like a Biden shirt, like from a distance. Mm-hmm. You might say, oh, is that guy a Biden fan? You get closer. And it just says anyone, anyone but, but. Uh, Biden 24. Like so you got that. that up there as well as the uh, has Joe Biden cured cancer dot com shirt. Has he? You can go to the website and check has Joe Biden cured cancer dot com right now. The answer is no. But by the end of the broadcast, mm. you never you never know. know. Um, you, you never know because he's well. working on it so hard and he promised. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he promised. Yep. Was going to happen. And we th- he mentioned, in fact, I'm not joking. So. You know he's serious. You know he was serious you know when he says serious. that. Yeah. And uh, in fact, it's just surprising that it hasn't been cured yet. It is surprising. Um, yeah. So cause... check that out. StuDoesMerch.com. The code okay. is Stu10 to save 10%. And of course, Stu Does America coming up uh, tonight. We've got a new program uh, for Friday. It'll be uh, a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, next week I'm in Iowa for this uh, forum of national voices, many of which happen to be running for president of the United States on the Republican side. We'll be talking to them. Okay. Uh, so make sure to check that out on Blaze TV. Program.